Good morning and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a vision for you big book study. My name is Sylvia F. and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from San Francisco Bay. Today is Wednesday, January 24th, 2018, and this is the 10 a.m. Eastern meeting. Today we are reading from the big book and we are on page 19, second paragraph, which starts with if we keep on the way and we're going to read through three paragraphs ending with how we may help their needs. Today's readers are Amanda R. on the 12 Steps, Ellie F. on the 12 Traditions, and the readers of the text are Penny L.C., Mo H., and Carrie S. And at the end of the meeting, the last 10 minutes of the meeting, when the recording stops, uh, please stay around for the rest of the meeting, which is we'll have the newcomer greeter, Melanie C., and we will grab sponsors and we'll have announcements. So there's an important 10 minutes of our meeting. The share ID for Tuesday, January 23rd, 2018, the 10 a.m. meeting, Eastern Time, is 10958-10958. And the share ID for Wednesday, January 24th, 7 a.m. meeting, is 10960-10960. The OA preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer, our sole purpose. OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Amanda R. to read the 12 steps of Overeaters Anonymous. Hi, it's Amanda R. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in Maine. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible except when to do so would injure them or others. 10. Continue to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. 11. Sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood Him, praying only for knowledge of His will for us and the power to carry that out. And 12. Having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thanks, guys. I pass. Thank you, Amanda R. I will now ask Ellie F. to read the 12 traditions. Good morning. This is Ellie F. in Memphis, Tennessee. I'm a recovering compulsive overeater. Happy to be of service. These are the 12 traditions of OA. Our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two. For our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, 
finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, less problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media communication. Twelve, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you, I pass. Thank you, LES. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature and stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We're sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except for the speakers should be muted. Today we resume our study of the big book on page 19, which starts if we keep on the way. We're gonna read through three paragraphs ending with how we may help their needs. And I will now ask Penny LC to begin the reading. Penny. Thank you, Sylvia. Thank you for your service. Good morning and good morning to everyone on the line. This is Penny Elsie, a grateful recovered compulsive overeater from the state of Washington. If we keep on the way we are going, there is little doubt that much good will result. But the surface of the problem would hardly be scratched. Those of us who live in large cities are overcome by the reflection that close by Hundreds are dropping into oblivion every day. Many could recover if they had the opportunity we have enjoyed. How then shall we present that which has been so freely given us? We've concluded to publish an anonymous volume setting forth the problem as we see it. We shall bring to the task our combined experience and knowledge this would suggest a useful program for anyone concerned with a drinking problem. Of necessity, there will have to be discussion of matters medical, psychiatric, social, and religious. We are aware that these matters are, from their um, very nature, controversial. Nothing would please us so much as to write a book that would contain no basis for contention or argument. We shall do our utmost to achieve that ideal. Most of us sense that real tolerance of other people's shortcomings and viewpoints and a respect for their opinions are attitudes which make us more useful to others. Our very lives as ex-problem drinkers depend upon our constant thought of others and how we may help meet their needs. I appreciate the humility and the tone of all of this. There's no bragging or boasting. They're humbly coming to look and, and consider what they can do to be of service and to pass on the message to so many who, who would be benefited from it. Um, and I know today for me, I have been gifted with the obligation on one hand, but more so the privilege to be able to pass on 
what has been so freely given to me. And that's, you know, it talks about it as the task at hand. It's my job. You know, I see that. I understand today that my higher power's purpose for me is to be of service. And on that front level, that front line, first level, is to be of service by passing on the message of hope, the message of recovery, and the, the directions that have been given to me in this book. What a gift that they set out to write this book. But here's also the caveat, too, is that by having done this work, I'm a different person, and I can approach the situation with that tolerance that they refer to and a respect for others. And I know that I don't have to be convincing or persuading. All I have to do is offer the truth of what I know. And if others are open to receiving it, then they can be blessed with the same gift that I have. And it's it's that call to service. It's that what I know, what I've experienced from my recovery is, is a gift, and it's a gift that I can give, give, pass on freely. It's not a gift that I've been given that I need to keep to myself. I need to open that beautiful gift up, pass it on to others, and in that way it will multiply. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you, Penny L.C. So uh, I'm going to take a list of readers. We're on page 19, second paragraph. We've read through three paragraphs, and it's asking us to share our combined experience and knowledge to those who are still suffering. Who would like to share? Ginger C. Ginger C. Wendy M. Wendy M. Mary H. Mo H. And then it was at Carrie? Mary Jane Z. Mary Jane Z. Catherine D. Catherine D. Ashley P. Ashley P. Kelly T. Uh, Kenny, I couldn't understand your name. I'm sorry. Kelly T. Um, I'm not understanding it. I'm sleep deprived. Can you spell it for me? K-E-L-L-Y. Oh, Kelly P. Thanks. Okay, we better stop there while my brain's still working. Okay, we've got Ginger C, Wendy M, Mo H, Mary Jane Z, Catherine D, Ashley P, and Kelly P. And Ginger, if you could go ahead and start, followed by Wendy M. Yes, hi. Good morning. It's Ginger C, Recovered Compulsive Overeater in Colorado. And um, wow, power-packed page. These three paragraphs, this book just blows me away. And um, and thank God for this book because only two and a half years ago, I was dying in a food addiction. I never thought there would be any hope or any light at the end of it. And I thought I would uh, take my last breath eating. And because the grace of God entered in me, this window of opportunity opened up and I saw someone whom the problem had been solved. And then they just read this book to me, line by line, and I followed it precisely. And now I have an entire psychic change because of the words on these pages. And it's unbelievable. And, you know, a friend of ours always says, you know, not only am I not eating today, but I'm doing so happily. So anyone struggling in the food, relapse, new, whatever, there is hope. There is absolute hope. And and to me, it lies in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. And I'm just so grateful to Vision that we get to study it each and every day. Because these are my directions. In the doctor's opinion, I am so maladjusted to life. I could not do life on life's terms. I had this God hole, this spiritual malady, and I kept leaning out in many ways to try to fill it. And now I get to return home to the perfect source, which is a higher power. And with that source, I get to have power in between me and this elbow that wants to bend and pick up because I have an ego and I have this mind that will tell me, oh, Ginge, that wasn't that bad. You should try that new dessert. Look at how great it looks. And my only defense is this power that's between me and those thoughts, this mind that's out to get me 24-7. Everything centers in my mind. So I just love, we have this book, These Directions, and I love what we read today about love and tolerance, you know, um, because my job is to 
be of maximum usefulness to God and those about me. You know, and it says um, that real tolerance of other people's shortcomings and viewpoints, that's where I can be more useful to others if I have that tolerance. And, you know, my favorite thing is I don't know. I don't know how God's working for you or for me. And if I think I know, I better check my humility because it's not in check. I'm no better. I'm no less than. I'm just a bozo on the bus, one amongst many, trying to be of maximum usefulness. But my favorite sentence, oh, my God, it just gives me goosebumps. Our very lives as ex-problem drinkers depend on our constant thought of others and how we may help meet their needs. It is no longer Ginger's show. This is about doing service and how I may help meet their needs. And I only do that when I'm close and connected to this higher power that I lack. I'm in humility. I'm not knowing. And I'm just open, honest, open, and willing. It's indispensable. We have to have all three. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Ginger C. Wendy M. followed by Mo H. Yeah, good morning. Uh, Wendy M. recovered in Boulder, Colorado, and so grateful to be on the line with all of you. I don't know how I, how I got here. That's the miracle of it. And Sylvia, thanks for your service, and I thank God for the abstinence I had this morning. What a great thank, – thank you, God. What, this book is unbelievable. And, you know, the more I read the book, the less I have to sponsor because all I'm doing is reading a book to someone word by word, page by page, and the book just talks. And if I get quiet and we listen to the book, the, the miracles happen because I do not have to make this up anymore. And someone said to me, it says here, how shall we present that which has been so freely given? And um, the other day someone said, I have working the vision big book study approach. I have a better way to help and a more effective way to help. I was winging it for the first 15 years and that's okay but I have a more effective way to help other people. That is extremely satisfying. The, the, it's so deeply satisfying to be useful because, you know what, I couldn't be of real help to other people, and I definitely had a feeling of uselessness. And I didn't even know that I was useless. Like, it, you know, you don't know what you don't know. And then you have this feeling of working with other people. And when I'm working with someone, I'll tell you what, I'm not in self. And I'm not thinking about their shortcomings. I, I'm just in the book with them. And when they say, oh, that helped so much today, I'm just like, oh, thank God. That feels fabulous, you know. And it's an esteemable act, and I get esteem. But mainly, I'm useful. That is deeply, deeply satisfying. And then, um, you know, it says here, um, a real tolerance of other people's shortcomings, viewpoints, opinions, and attitudes, you know. And I was all about expectations, and I focused solely on your shortcomings. If I'm in a room, a face-to-face -face room, and, you know, I would focus on the person in the room who I was judging the most, you know, and all I could see was their mistakes. And my story was that you have to be perfect so that I'll be okay because it's your job to take care of me. And my life was very, very small. And, um, you know, and it, Today, I, I don't focus in on that. Um, you know, I, I, I don't. And when it comes up, when I get in fear and I see other people's differences, um, I just say, you know what, we're all one. We're all children of the same higher power. And, again, when I'm working with others, I don't have time. My head is so full of working with others, I don't have time to focus on our differences or shortcomings that you and I may have. Um, you know, because that was my story. If I told you my story, it was all about focusing on how my family, my friends, my life was so horrible and I'm such a victim, you know. And I don't have room in my head anymore. I'm constantly working with other people, you know, and it's me too. I do that too. When someone brings something to me, I go, I get it. That's the, you know, that's the full sentence right there. I get it. I get it. I don't have to fix it. I get it. Let's read the book and find out where the answers are, you know. So, um, and then the final thing about this um, controversial, these issues that are controversial, I'm out of the debating society. I no longer have to be right and make you wrong. I no longer have to wear that jean jacket where the buttons on one side said I'm right and the buttons on the other side said you're wrong. I don't have to go there. I don't care what your religious background was or is or how you feel about political situation today. I don't care, right? All I care about is let's read this book and let's recover together. 
Um, and I am so grateful for all of this and all of you. And as it was said, this is vital to our lives. It the constant work with others is vital. It's not a suggestion. It's vital. And I'm so delighted to be with all of you. With that, I'll pass. Thank you, Wendy M. Mo H. followed by Mary Jane Z. Good morning. This is Mo H., Recovered Compulsive Eater from Northern California. Thank you, Sylvia, for your service. And all those on the line, welcome to the newcomers. The first line, that, though this is another wonderful reading, as is every paragraph in this book, this should suggest a useful program for anyone concerned with a drinking problem. It wasn't until I became desperate and concerned with my problem after 20-some years in the program that my Ebby brought this book, this, book, this book to life for me. That was the first person in all those years that showed me that the answer to my problem was in this book, if I read it line by line and dissected it with her. And I am ever so grateful for that person who carried the message to me. But then I learned that it was my responsibility after I finished the 11 steps that I had to do step 12. And I guess that was one thing that was missing from my earlier years in the program, that I wasn't a very happy person carrying the message. I had sponsees, many sponsees, and I resented all those phone calls. Today, I love working with my sponsees because they're studying the big book and every day I get to hear the big book two and three and four times a day, which is wonderful. And carrying the message, um, uh, started a meeting here. We had 27 people at the meeting last night. It is just wonderful that people are, are longing to study and, and read these words that are so powerful that was written by these men and women many, many years ago. And then the last that I heard so many shares before us, so I just relate to every share. Our very lives as ex-problem drinkers depend upon our constant thought of others and how we may help meet their needs. And I, that's true for me today, constantly thinking of how I can be of service to others. I absolutely enjoy doing 10-step with other people and helping them through a 10-step and what's that like because that particular step, once I learned how to do it properly, saved my life. I have been happily abstinent for the last, it'll be two years in March, and gratefully recovered from a seemingly hopeless state of mind and body. And with that, I will pass. Thank you. Thank you, Mo H. Mary Jane Z, followed by Catherine D. Good morning. This is Mary Jane Z, recovered in Kentucky. Um, always love to hear my friends from California speak. Um, combined, we shall bring to task our combined experience and knowledge. Thank God they took the time. They just didn't keep it to themselves. They took the time to write this book and to, sh and to share and to make sure that the message didn't get diluted. And um, I think of the combined experience, not only of the original people that wrote the book, but the, the wisdom and experience I hear on this line every day and the recordings, the fact that the, the information is preserved on the vision website so I can go to it continually and keep growing. I'm so appreciative of that. And um, that I have a recovered sponsor who has a recovered sponsor who has a recovered sponsor. So the information I'm getting, once again, is not diluted. It's, it's true to this volume. And um, the other thing uh, from we are aware that these matters are from their very nature controversial. Controversy, that was one of the things that came out in working my fourth step. I fear conflict. I'm very uncomfortable with it. I do not like to disagree with it or have a differing opinion. As a matter of fact, I changed my opinion so I wouldn't have to feel be different than you. So, but now that I've connected with my higher power and I've learned about who I am and what I believe in as a person, I'm not 
uncomfortable with conflict anymore. I can be to- show real tolerance of what another person believes. But in working with people in this program, I can tell them what I believe in terms of what real abstinence entails and what I needed to do to embrace entire abstinence. And I used to not want to say those things because I felt like people were squirming and they would be unhappy and they would leave the program. And now I'm able to just lay it out on the table. And if they choose to abide by what the book says, great. If they don't, I wish them well. And, you know, no hard feelings. And I'm not trying to control them or chase after them either. And so I'm I'm so grateful to have that no conflict. And the other thing, um, I because I've read this book and worked the steps and continue to study the steps, our very lives as ex-problem drinkers depend on our constant thought of others and how we may help them meet their needs. And I have to keep studying this book so I can grow, so I can share it with others. And as has been said already, being able to listen to sponsees and listen to their insights into what this volume says is helps me grow so much. I mean, it's just, it's a sacred trust that um, I try to keep aware of every minute of every day. And with that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Mary Jane Z. Catherine D. followed by Ashley P. Catherine, star one. Good morning. This is Catherine D. from California. May I be heard? Yes. Thank you. Um, I am so grateful for everybody on this line in this meeting, which I have only recently discovered in the last couple of months. And I am just in awe when I read these paragraphs because I think how close we came to not having this book. These men, you know, I can imagine sitting around in a meeting saying, oh, we should find a way to spread this word. And, you know, at least in my disease, I'm a person that likes to talk, but this is a program of action, and I'm so thankful that they took the action of actually going through the effort of writing this book, you know, of actually writing it down, not just saying, oh, we should do this. And that's what I keep learning in this program is that this is a program of recovery. I'm also grateful, so grateful that this book meets me wherever I am. You know, I first came to OA in 1985, and I was first, struck by, oh, here are people that do what I do. And fortunately, I was led to the big book soon after that, and I thought, oh, this explains my problem. And it took me a while to see that this also gives me the exact solution. It took me many years. But in the meantime, it still fed me. You know, it still helped me. And now I'm so grateful to, be, to have these directions that I can follow line by line and to share this with others. So I just... I'm just so grateful for this um, for this book and for this meeting that's shown me how to you know really really read this book in depth. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Catherine D. Ashley P. Followed by Kelly P. Uh, hi, this is Ashley P. Recovered in Northern California. Can I be heard? Yes. All right. Good morning, everybody. Um, thank you for your service to um, those doing service and uh, welcome to the newcomers. Um, really, really grateful to be on the line. Really grateful to have this as as a resource every morning. And um, I think that that's sort of what's sticking out to me is, is that um, this line is, is a resource to me where uh, we read the big book um, one line at a time, and it's a resource to so many, many different people. And in these paragraphs um, where they're talking about we shall bring to the task or combine experience and knowledge, um, that's that's how this, this came to be. Um, that was the beginning of of uh of all of this and uh how my life would change how um others lives would change um and so i'm just reading 
as somebody else commented on, sort of the humility and the tone with which this is written. Um, and and I'm just kind of amazed by it. Um, so I, I also wanted to to look at the word opportunity because that was really sticking out to me this morning as well. Um, I was uh, I, I was given an amazing opportunity because a woman took time out of her life, her day, um, her daily experience to to work with me, and and because of that. Um, even on my hardest days, my life has completely changed and become a miracle. Um, but I was given that opportunity, and therefore I have to give that opportunity to other people. And that, as as other people have said, felt sort of like um, a task before. And and uh, now I'm able to see that it is um, it's a gift. Um, as a gift was given to me, I can give a gift to other people. Um, and uh, I, again, this this last sentence, um, which is really, really clear, our very lives as ex-problem drinkers depend upon our constant thought of others and how we may help meet their needs. Um, the voice of my disease is a very selfish voice, and it says that I uh, don't have time for anybody else. I don't have time uh, to to think about anybody else, and, and that that's okay. Um, uh, and and so, it, any any chance to get me out of my disease is going to be the opposite of that voice, and is going to be remembering. Um, to put others before myself. And one way that I can do that is sponsoring. And there are also a gazillion ways throughout the day if perhaps somebody is not on that step yet um, that we can be of service to others in the world around us. Um, so I just really want to thank um, Bill and Bob and, and everybody else who uh, was instrumental in putting this book together um, for giving me this structure and how I can help others. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Ashley P. Kelly P. Good morning. My name is Kelly T. from New York T. City. T. Uh -huh. yeah. um, thank you so much for your service, first of all. And wow, I was just thinking about um, I was asked like three or four weeks ago to do um, to lead a the OA New York City retreat, and I never led a retreat ever, and I'm only ten months of um, entire accident. So when I was asked, I I knew that was higher power who wanted me to do service, because because higher power knows when is the time and what type of service to do and places you in different situations so you could continue growing and helping others. And I came up with a lot of challenges throughout the retreat because um, I was around so many people who were so much in the food and, um, and had to have so much compassion and love and understanding for them. And I lashed out. Um, before program, I would have lashed out. I would have been so I would have been so mean to them. And today, I'm not in that place. This past weekend, I was able to be there for them and and just give them a really calm retreat and put aside everything I think I know about everyone and not judge them for who they are and just be and just be humble to to lead it and be patient and loving. And that, and that's like the whole core of the program to recover and then carry that message to others and show them how having a higher power really helps you um, be absent and 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 be useful because when I was in the food I was not useful I could not do anything not even for myself how how then alone can I do something for somebody else 
and, and now I have this gift. And sometimes I take it for granted. I get so resentful that I have so much services because I'm like, damn, what about me? And then I'm like, Kelly, you're being selfish because if it, if you don't give service, if you don't give back what was given to you, then you're going to definitely lose it. You have to give back what was freely given to you in order to to keep it. And it's just beautiful just to hear um, hear this um, reading today and help me stay humble and to be grateful where I'm at today because my sponsor gave me that time to be a service to help me. So why not be a service to others as well? Thank you for that, Pat. Thank you, Kelly T. Okay, we're on page 19, second paragraph. If we keep on the way, we're reading through three paragraphs. And I have probably maybe four, maybe five uh, slots for people to ex- uh, share their experience and knowledge. Who do I have? Gen Z. Gen Z. It's awfully quiet there. Who else? Kathy Jo P. Kathy Jo P. I'll put myself in if I don't get anybody else. Any other takers? Kathleen O. Okay, Kathleen O. Terry H. Terry H. And I might slip in there. Gen Z, Kathy Jo P, Carrie, uh, Kathleen O, Terry H, and Sylvia. If there's time, go ahead, Gen Z, followed by Kathy Jo P. Hi there, Gen Z here from Kentucky, Recovered Compulsive Overeater. Thank you for giving me the ability to share. Um, when I think back about my selfishness and my self-seeking behavior, of course, back then I didn't realize that I was behaving that way. Um, I, I didn't know how to separate my, be- my behavior from who I was. So when I behaved selfishly and when I was self-seeking, you know, that's who I was. And this um, program helped me to separate my selfishness, my, my dishonesty, my self-seeking behavior from who I really am. And so because I was able to do that, there was a lot of shame and guilt um, that I felt from the way that I behaved. And once I was able to separate my behavior from who I really am, who God created me to be, I was now able to hate the behavior and not hate myself. Um, And I can remember one instance when that really um, struck me. I had received a phone call from my family. Um, My family all lives uh, in a different state. And I I had received the information that a family member had cancer. And, um, you know, I said the pleasantries, well, I'll pray for him. And as soon as I get off the phone, my first thought was, I'm ashamed to say, but it's honestly, I'm going to say it anyway. Well, I better start losing weight now so that uh, people can look at me and think, wow, Jen looks so good today. Um, Kentucky must be treating her well. That was my first thought. And the amount of shame and guilt that I felt about that was enormous. I thought, here I am stealing a dead man's memories from their loved ones. I would rather them think about me and how I look than the memories of a dead man. Um, And I carry that guilt and shame for a long time. And this program has helped me realize that, that those thoughts, they're not who I really was. Those thoughts were my disease. And so I learned to instead of hate myself, hate my character defects. And when I started, uh, when I stopped focusing on how I looked and um, how people thought about me and I started focusing on how I hated my character defects, that is when my true recovery really began for me. I I started thinking about how can I be less selfish to people? How can I be less self-seeking to people? How can I accept them for who they are and love them nonetheless? Um, how can I be my truest self of how God created me to be to people around me? When I started really focusing on that and not focusing how much or what the weight 
both the scale said or, or how, uh, how I looked in front of people, that is when true recovery really happened. And I just thrived. I just thrived. A whole new world opened up for me, a world I had never, ever known before, one that is so far fulfilling than being in a size six. Um, and I'm so grateful. I'm so, so grateful to this program because I, I am not the selfish, self-seeking person I thought I was. My disease helps me to be that way. And I hate, hate my disease. And I hate, hate my character defects. Not because it makes me look poorly, but because it takes from other people. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you. Thank you, Jen Z. Kathy Jo P. followed by Kathleen O. And uh, yeah, we have enough time for a three. Good morning. This is Kathy Jo P. in Minneapolis, Minnesota, a recovered compulsive overeater. And um, quite a few things jump out at me here today. Um, the first one is that overcome by the reflection that close by hundreds are dropping into oblivion every day. And I think what that means is that people are dying of this disease. I'm pretty sure. I hope I'm right. Um, and what I want to say about that is I once heard that um, when we eat compulsively, we get about six seconds of enjoyment from it. I do know that when I was drinking, at least I got a couple hours. And yet I would go to bed every night saying that I wasn't going to eat, knowing that most likely I would because I needed those six seconds. One of our fellows says she needed another bite. They needed another bite. Um, one thing I want to say about this is the saying, when the student is willing, the teacher will appear. I have people in my life that weigh well over 400 pounds, but they have not given me the invitation to help them. Yet at times, some of them say to me, you look so good, I wish I could do what you're doing. But it feels evident that they still want to do their keto diet or their workout with their trainer thing. And I don't feel the invitation there. Yet, I had someone that I felt prompted to say something to. I just mentioned what I was doing. And she joined us, and she's of normal body weight. And she said that my whole entire life, I would eat a skinny salad, go home and binge on M&Ms and go for a run. And she's never even been four pounds overweight. And she said, I finally have a way to be at peace with food. And I would have never thought she's the one that needs help. I thought it was the one that weighs 450 pounds. So another fellow on the line says, what can we do? Recover, recover, recover. So if I keep recovering, being available when either someone asks me or I do feel a nudge from my higher power, then that's the way it works. I stayed in San Diego with my sister over a year ago, right before the LA birthday party, and she introduced me to a friend of hers that is very overweight. And she told her friend, Kathy's down this much weight. Kathy's doing so great. She goes to Overeaters Anonymous. The same girl walked into my sister's kitchen um, this past LA birthday party to pick up banana chocolate chip bread that my sister made her. And she introduced me to her sister-in-law and she said, this is Kathy Jo. She lost a bunch of weight because she's a vegetarian. So obviously she was not ready to hear the message. And it was humbling for me to hear that. And um, I'll just keep on recovering, and I'm here today doing one step at a time. Thank you. I'll pass. Thank you, Kathy Jo P. Kathleen O, followed by Terry H. Good morning, Sylvia. Thank you so much. This is Kathleen O, Recovered Compulsive Overeater in Northern California. And I love the um, last part of this reading that the way we are most useful is um, our tolerance of others' um, viewpoints and shortcomings, respect for their opinions, our constant thought of others and how we may help their needs. And I came in, I just wanted to lose weight. And it was just 
one of many things I had tried to lose weight. And, um, and I, you know, I thought I was a nice person. Um, I thought I was tolerant. Um, I, th- I didn't think I was selfish. But in doing this work, I learned I, learned I was not tolerant. And I was very selfish, and I was very self-seeking, and I was very dishonest. And it was doing that work that made me realize that was my problem and my solution to all the things that would annoy me, make me discontented, irritable, was to eat. And so this, these steps and working this program and being on this line with all of you in the morning and helping other people is such a gift because I no longer want to eat the foods that made me look and feel horrible. And I get to be genuinely, um, you know, a good person. And, and when I'm looking around all day, not just in program and helping others in program, but, but helping others in general and, you know, how can I be useful? How can I help others? Um, I, I think the law of nature is it just comes back to me more. And, um, you know, so it's like I keep doing what I keep doing because it really is working. And with that, I pass. Thank you so much. Thank you, Kathleen O. and Terry H. Hi, everyone. My name is Terry H. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in North Carolina. Very grateful today. Um, Yeah, sponsoring and working with others is hard. It is hard. Um, But it's, it's very vital. And, you know, when I show up each day, you know, to, to try to be a maximum service because, you know, that's, that's the goal for me every day. Um, it's hard. It really is because I do have character defects. I can be judgmental. I can be selfish. But, you know, in, and in a selfish way, it's vital to my recovery. You know, I have been sponsoring people and, you know, it doesn't always work out. And, you know, I follow what uh, the big book says. Um, you know, when I am not being helpful and, and, and things are not, you know, going forward, then I have to step back and look at that. And sometimes I have to uh, leave people alone. And, you know, where I am in my recovery today is, you know, I'm, I'm asking God how to be in, in that aspect, you know, setting aside everything I think I know about sponsoring and working with others and asking God to help me be of maximum service in that area. Um, Because it is vital to my program. It's, you know, part of the process, part of the steps, and part of the practicing the principles in all my affairs and showing up and answering the phone and talking with people and going to meetings and speaking. You know, this is my life. This, this is the different, the different things, the changes that I've made in my life for my recovery. And I wouldn't change it for the world. But I do need that, that, to work on that constant for myself. And, and how do I show up in that peace uh, for other people to be of maximum service to my higher power and to others? And so, you know, I'm really open to that. And I heard a lot of great stuff on the line today, and I'm very grateful uh, to be part of this. And with that, I pass. Thanks. Thank you, Terry H. And I'm going to slip in here for the final minute or two. This is Sylvia F., Recovered Compulsive Overeater in uh, San Francisco Bay. And um, so what I loved about uh, this, these three paragraphs is it talks about we shall bring to the task of helping others our combined experience and knowledge. And um, I realize I have to time you too. And, you know, we do that in a lot of different ways. Certainly we do that with sponsoring. But one of the th- ways we do this is by being on the line. Um, and so, you know, in, in OA, when I was going to the OA face-to-face meetings for many years, um, I've been in program 14, I, hear, I always heard uh, come in and, and share my experience, strength, and hope. And that is so important. It helps someone else identify with us. You know, we're in this big book study. We're, we're, we're reading this book, and it's telling us something different here. It's saying to share our combined experience and knowledge of what, of what this book is saying 
to those who are still suffering. And I loved the nuance of that, you know, and I've had many sponsors ask me, did you make that experience and knowledge raise up? No, didn't make up anything. If I made up anything, I'm not doing the program. It, everything has to come out of the textbook, otherwise it's fiction or it's me. So that would be a problem. So I'm, I'm uh, combining my experience and knowledge of what I'm reading to that person who's still suffering on the line. And, you know, I, I really have to pray and meditate and to be, take that really seriously of how I can bring this alive for someone who's still suffering. And then uh, to close, it says many of us sense that real tolerance of other people's shortcomings and viewpoints and respect for their opinions are attitudes which make us more useful to others. And I know the first year I was on the line, first year of the meeting, there was someone on the line that when she would get on the line, it would irritate me. And I had a great recovered sponsor. And she worked with me about what my character defects were. And pretty soon I couldn't wait for this person to share it because I had to hear their message. So pretty much it's always me and that's my character defect and I get to do the work. And with that, I pass and um, I have a script here somewhere. Um, <laughs> that would be great if I could find it. I got too exuberant somehow. Melanie, could you step in for a second? I surely can. Hi. Can you hear me? Yes, thank you. I swore, <laughs> I swore I'd never say those things because I know I can be heard. <laughs> I can <see> that. <laughs> anyway, good morning. And yes, we're we've now concluded this portion of our of our uh, study today. It's just the recorded portion. And what we're going to move on to now is have Mo H. Please read page 164. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. And then after that, we'll join each other in the Serenity Prayer. Mo, good morning to you. Good morning, Melanie. Thank you. Uh, my name is Mo H., Recovered Compulsive Eater in Northern California. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then. 